0: two major prayer that we always pray maybe you have not taken notice of this that's what we pray when people are celebrating their birthday and you say this long life and prosperity now you gotta follow me in life almost anything that you are looking for in life is centered around those two things and that's why when it's someone's birthday when we say long life and prosperity i'm telling you you've covered everything because when you talk about long life you're talking about good health when you're talking about long life you're basically saying that the person will have good health they'll be healthy to live long amen so you say long life and then prosperity because i don't think there's anybody here who wants to live long and be poor you rather die quick than to be 100 years old and not have food to eat amen so really those two things they go together you want to be healthy you want to be strong you want to have good health but you also want to prosper so we're still talking about prosperity So we're talking about prosperity in your body. That's good health. And then we're talking about prosperity in all other things, which is now your career, your business, your family, whatever you put your hands on. So I wish above all things that thou may prosper. And most translation will say, I wish above, I wish that you prosper in all things and be in health. Even as your soul prospers, so when we look at that scripture, it's obvious that we could find the the all round prosperity. So I'll read Third John New King James Version. I'll read from verse one: The elder to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things not in some things and be in health just as your soul prospers but I want to read verse 3 and 4 very important for today for I rejoiced greatly now you get to follow this for I rejoiced greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you just as you walk in the truth i have no greater joy now you gotta follow me the message is short my joy is not in your material prosperity my joy is not even in your bodily prosperity my joy my greatest joy is not in the fact that you've bought a new house my greatest joy is not the fact that you have become the md of your company my greatest joy is not that you have money even though i wish above all things that you may prosper in all things and be in health but my great joy is not in those it says i have no greater joy in other words this is my greatest joy I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. When you read verse 3 and verse 4, then it gives you a better understanding of verse 2 he says that i wish above all things that you prosper uh, what does it mean the word prosper whether i say in all things or not the word prosper itself the particular word here already means that whatever you put your hands on prospers so when he says i pray that you may prosper he says you will have a prosperous journey you will have a prosperous life You know, the word prosper sees your life as a journey. And what it's saying is, you will prosper in your journey. That's what it means. You will prosper in your journey. You will prosper in your endeavor. You will prosper when you move. You will prosper in the things you do. So in the journey of life, you will prosper. Say amen. It means to succeed in your ways. In everything that you put your hands on. To succeed in your ways. There are more than one ways that we go through in life we have the way of finance the way of health the way of career the way of marriage the way of relationships uh, and so many other things it says that you prosper in all of these things two sundays ago i spoke to us about all round success you can't go through your bible And you will not find anywhere that God wants you to prosper in an area of your life and suffer in some. And those who do not understand scripture will bring in human traditions and tell you that you can't have it all. You got to suffer in some areas of your life. There is no scripture to back it up. The fact that we would have challenges and trials in life doesn't mean God doesn't want us to prosper in all areas of our lives. We should never get to a place that we change the stand of God because of our experience. You see, God's stand doesn't adjust to my experiences. My experiences need to align with the standard of God. God is eternal and he doesn't change anything about himself at all. So I need to change. My experiences need to change. And come in alignment with the word of God. Are you following me? So God wants you to prosper in all things you can prosper in every area of your life that's what it says i wish that you prosper in everything you do and i will pray that you're not just going to prosper and be destroyed with sicknesses it says in all things and be in health amen look at somebody pray for somebody tell the person you will be in health every day of your life the lord will be your health and your healer as you spoke that word you've just destroyed sicknesses in their lives and it says just as your soul prospers." so this scripture one of the things that probably you've learned before when people would read this scripture is to suggest that this scripture is telling us about types of prosperity that's a lie Now, this scripture here is not trying to tell us about different types of prosperity. No, obviously, we could count from here that there is the all-round prosperity, which will include material prosperity and all of that. There is bodily prosperity, which is about our health, and obviously the soul prosperity. But this is not the importance of this scripture to itemize towards the different types of prosperity. Because that's why you shouldn't read a verse of scripture on its own. You should understand the context. And so when you move on now, then you get to verse three that talks about four, four is a connection to that. What is saying is this. Now you gotta follow this. What the writer here believed to be Paul to Gaius was saying is this. I, sorry, John, to, to Gaius, what he was saying is this that I am praying that you will succeed in every area of your life because your soul is already prospering. What he was saying is if a man prospers in his soul, what else remains than for him to prosper in every area of his life? so this prayer now is predicated on the fact that girls was already faithful in following god this prayer is predicated on the fact that this guy was walking in the truth this prayer is predicated on the fact that their soul is prospering and that's why he says i wish you all of these that everything you do prosper girls because you already prospering in your soul. You see, just as you prosper in your soul, you will prosper in every area of your life. So it's not just telling us types of prosperity, it's teaching us the foundation of the kind of prosperity that gladdens the heart of God. So any prosperity that is now predicated on the fact that you're walking in truth doesn't bring joy to god and so he goes on to say that i have no greater joy not that my children have money i have no greater joy not that they are blessed i have no greater joy that my children walk in truth if the church will get this i have no greater joy the joy of God and the joy of uh, every one of us concerning anyone in this life should be that they walk in truth. We live in a world where we exalt material things sir, and we, we, we rejoice with people. We rejoice so much with people who are unbelievers forgetting that they would die with their money and go to hellfire. We run around and celebrate people who do not have any connection to God. People who don't walk in the truth, who don't live by the truth. People who do not understand what truth is all about. People who are not prospering in their soul and we rejoice for the prosperity of the wicked. And it says, greater joy There is no greater joy for me than to see That my children walk in truth. You know what? God's greatest joy concerning me is not the fact that I am blessed materially. God's greatest joy concerning me is not that the things that I put my hands on are God's greatest joy concerning me is that I walk in truth. Because if we understand this, it puts a lot of things in the right perspective. So that we know the things that should cause us to get excited. The things that should cause us to think twice. For our world has become extremely money-driven, mammon-driven, materialistic, that even in the church, we suddenly celebrate and rejoice over people based on the things that they have, not because of their heart towards God. And so, therefore, you can see everybody screaming and shouting and rejoicing over over the sister that God has just blessed, who has just become CEO in the organization. But nobody will rejoice over the sister who is serving God and worshipping God, but not yet there. Because we rejoice over the things that God is not rejoicing over. And we join the entire world to become materialistic in the way we think. Listen carefully to this. The guy wants him to prosper in all things and be in health. But just that, that's predicated on the fact that he was walking on the truth there are so many other scriptures that god was saying so many other ways to make this clear that's why you will read things like what shall he profit a man if he gains the whole world and then loses his soul I wish above all things that thou may prosper and be in health according to the prosperity of your soul. For any kind of prosperity that is outside the prosperity of your soul or that is without the prosperity of the soul is a waste. I want to challenge you brothers and sisters. Whilst we're trusting God to make it big. Because God doesn't want us to be mediocres while we're trusting god to make it big and do well with our careers and do well with our finances and do well with our marriage and do well with everything that we want to do while we're getting excited to do it big for god don't ever get to a place that you think for a moment that god loves you more or rejoice over you more than the salvation of your soul there will come no time that God. God will rejoice more over you because of the things you have more than the blood of Jesus that was shed for you. There's no greater joy. When you understand this, then when you come to church, the way you see things will become different. And the way you see people will become different because you know... That, that which is paramount in the mind of God is that which is happening in your life. I wish above all things that I'll prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. God wants us to prosper, but not at the expense of our soul prosperity. God wants us to prosper. God wants us to prosper. I've told you many times, <laughs> there is no money you're going to make that we embarrass God. There is no number of houses you might possess that God thinks is too much. Come on, brother. You want to get 50? Go ahead and do it. Just make sure you do it for the glory of God. You want to, become, you want to get to the top of your career? Come and go and do it. That's the spirit that you've got. But just make sure that no matter how high you go, it will never be at the level of joy, the joy that God has these children walks in truth so the question i want you to ponder and think about is this my soul prosperity my eagerness to pursue soul prosperity my determination to pursue soul prosperity to appreciate and acknowledge soul prosperity at what 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 can i compare that with my pursuit of material prosperity that's the question we need to ask if you have to face god and god says genuinely speaking what would you pursue with every fiber of your dna the prosperity of your soul or material prosperity I want to challenge you. Listen to this. I say it again. I'm going to say it many times. God wants us to prosper in all things and be in health just as our soul prospers. According, in line, even just as our soul prospers. The prosperity of the soul is the foundation of true prosperity in all areas of life the prosperity of the soul for god is the foundation that that is the platform upon which every other prosperity rests and if you take that foundation out it's a waste that's why you can gain the Old world if your soul is not prospering what shall it profit a man there is no profit in any prosperity except that it sits on the prosperity of the soul just as your soul prospers. I want to get to a place, I want you to get to a place that when we look at someone, our prayer, first and foremost, is that their soul prospers. That when we look at someone, we would be able to say, may you be blessed in what you do. May you attain the heights of your career. May you do well in your finances, just as your soul how many of us here would be confident that somebody prayed that prayer for you because what we're just suddenly doing is to tie down all your prosperity to the prosperity of your soul so every time you read this scripture you should understand the importance of this that what the man of god was doing here is to tie every blessing that he was praying for for us tied everything down conditionally to the prosperity of his soul. He said, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in earth even as your soul prospers. The measure of my prayer for your prosperity is directly proportional to your soul prosperity. That's the prayer. Even as, just as, according to the prosperity of your soul. I want to challenge us. Listen to this. I've told us, I'll say this many times today. God wants you to be blessed in every area of your life. But what shall you profit him man if he gains the whole word and will lose his soul? So this prayer hopes and proposes that he was already prospering in his soul. And that what else do you want? When you prosper in your soul, you will find prosperity in every area of your life. This was a prayer from a deep-seated satisfaction that my child Gears works in truth. If you get this, you will not run from pillar to post. If you get this, your perception about life changes. If you get this, you will know that the things that you need to pursue that will gladden the heart of God is right there with you. You don't have to reach out. You don't have to go anywhere that that which you have, that God has given to you if you're born again, is the major thing that gladdens the heart of God. And may you have joy in the prosperity of your soul. May you have joy in your own salvation. And if you don't, maybe you have to pray like David. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Because once you understand this, nothing gladdens you more than you are a Christian. Or put many Christians together who are sad and unhappy and worrying. And I tell you the truth, the worry and bother about every other thing, but they don't even rejoice about their own salvation. Oh, I don't have enough money. Oh, I'm not being promoted for 10 years. Oh, this is not working. Oh, how can we get money to do that? Oh, I need to pursue money. No. We worry around every everywhere to gather all of these things together. When would you sit down and just say, Lord, I thank you for saving me. Because God will derive no greater joy in anything that we pursue more than the fact that we walk in the truth. But when we walk in the truth, what happens? God blesses us. God will not allow you to prosper in your soul and not prosper in other areas of your life. Amen. Amen. That's why Psalm 37 says, I have been young and now I am old. Yet, I have not seen the righteous forsaking, nor his descendants begging bread. You see, God wants to bless you to generations to come. But He says, "I have not seen the righteous, the one who prospers in his soul." I have been young now; I am old. David said, "I have never seen." The righteous forsaken. Now you see it beg praying. And that's why this prayer is so powerful that you will prosper in all things just as your soul prospers. Listen to these brothers and sisters. Spend time on the prosperity of the soul, spend time to build your soul, spend time to develop your soul. And you will find that prosperity in all others' area of life we follow. It says again in Psalm 34, verse 10, the young lions, they lack. They suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord, I wish above all things that thou may prosper and be in as thy soul prospers. Those who seek the Lord, those who pay attention to the prosperity of their soul, those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing which above all things thou may prosper and be in hell even as our soul prospers those who seek the lord shall not lack any good thing let me tell you something if there are too many lacks in your life check your soul prosperity if there are too many lacks in your life check yourself are you walking in the truth that is not to say that the devil is trying to punish you or anything i'm just saying that there are things that are just they just happen. They cause an effect. There are things that just happen. There are things that will just happen. The Bible says, "I have never seen the righteous forsaking or his seed begging bread." Your seed will not beg for bread, and that's not just going to be because you are very hardworking. That's just going to be because you are the righteous. you're still not getting it because many of us you you can listen carefully to this you can sweat and sweat and make all the money in the world and your seed will beg for bread oh yeah i don't want to go through names i'll give you examples that you know you can amass great wealth and your children can beg for bread you can build mansions and territories and your children will beg for bread what guarantees that your generations will be blessed it's not at work it's the grace of the almighty god is the finger of god people have done it before they've walked out and sweat and did everything but their children are begging for bread righteousness exalts a nation; sin is a reproach to any people including hard-working and diligent people to develop our soul prosperity if i don't go into details when i talk about soul prosperity you can talk about the soul very very broadly very very broadly uh, very very broadly meaning breath spirit your heart your mind your life but you see it's simply put is that part of you that can relate with god and grasp spiritual things is that part of you that can be nourished to connect to god Is that part of you that can be nourished to understand or connect with the realms that are beyond here? And and that's why there are two divisions now. If I want to talk, I'll talk about the mind and the spirit. But I don't want to go into all of that. I want to just see it as simply as this. Broadly speaking, your soul is that part of you is that part of you that can be infused by the power and the spirit of God. Your soul is that part of you that can respond to the God's word, that can respond to the spirit of God. The soul is that that part or part of you that can become saved and be with God. The soul is that part of you that you don't want to lose while you gain the whole world. It's that part of you that you can't put your finger on physically but it's as real or even more real. Controls what we do, how we do it, and so on and so forth. So how do we develop so prosperity? Simple. Foundation. Be born again. Oh, say be born again. Oh come on, say be born again. Uh, it shouldn't be a strange word in the church. Be born again. You cannot develop soul prosperity without connecting to Jesus. You can't. It's not possible. That's why you can gain the old word and you will lose your soul. That's why the Bible says, do not envy the prosperity of the wicked. They are like child before the wind. Boom, they are gone. Listen carefully to this. If as a Christian, you're pursuing those things the way the evening are doing it, God has no joy in it that's why jesus said don't worry for anything you run from pillar to post trying to make two ends meet you run everywhere just to get this don't just to do this the bible says jesus said you know these things the even the unbelievers the gentiles run after say but if you know you've got a father in heaven if you do know say but your father knows that you are in need of these things your mannerism and the way you run after things will change if you understand the things that are more important to god developing soul prosperity speaks about our mental and spiritual well-being as it pertains to the word of god you see so you cannot continue to develop your soul and become prosperous in your soul and be prospering in your soul without the word of God. So it is through this word, which is spirit, that you develop your mental well-being and spiritual well-being. Listen to this. God doesn't want you to have physical, material prosperity without mental well-being. So the word soul here is very broad. There are many types of soul, there are many words that are translated soul, but this particular one is suki. It's very, very broad, and it involves your mental capacity. It involves your ability to think, to to do a lot of things. It involves all of that. So when he says, even as your soul prospers, God does oh my God, God doesn't want you to have lots of money in your bank account, but you are depressed and shattered god doesn't want you to have a beautiful marriage but you can process how to lead them so you see mental well-being and mental capacity is more important to god than money jesus christ came to heal the brokenhearted read the manifesto of jesus they you know nowhere i talked about giving them money Read, read, read. Go and read everything that Jesus said He came to do. The Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Read Isaiah 61 to open the door for those who are captive, to declare the day of the Lord. Those are the kind of things to heal those who are broken hearted. Your mental capacity, your mental fulfillment is more important to God than the money in your pocket. People don't understand this and they will run their life to the ground pursuing that which gives God no better joy you spend your energy your strength, your everything everything that you've got just to just get it and after you're getting it you're shattered and broken and pulled apart and and, 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 and all of that no, 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 no you're getting it wrong God's greater joy is not in those things God's greater joy is in your soul prosperity. And of course, spiritual well-being. All of this pertaining to the, to, to, to the word of God. Developing soul prosperity, we establish soul prosperity as we walk in the truth we walk in the truth we're walking in the word of God and we are depending on the grace of God you do not develop so prosperity by the arms of flesh you don't try to do it and try to please God and try to fulfill all of those things and become so religious no, you're going to be frustrated when you want to develop so prosperity you need to learn to be humble to submit yourself to God and to his spirit hallelujah and to the grace of god this is how to do it brothers and sisters you submit to the grace of god you submit to the holy spirit you submit to god this is how to develop so prosperity how can a man spend his life submitting to the holy spirit and the grace of god and he will not know how to be prosperous in other areas of his life how brothers and sisters it is impossible i say it again it is impossible how can a man spend his time knowing the will of god and developing the prosperity of the soul and yet he doesn't know how to manage his marriage sir it's not possible go and read 130 principles of happy marriage listen carefully those that are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god are those principles all right yes they are all right but I told you the other day, they lack the inherent capacity to transform life. But the word of life. Ezekiel said, <laughs> the spirit entered into me when he speak unto me. The word, Jesus said, the word that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. How can a man put the spirit of God upon his soul? And we not have the intelligence to manage his marriage. Ow! Sir, it is not possible. Maybe we need to spend more time. God is not a failure. The spirit of God never fails. The word of God never fails. If we come short, let's know we are coming short. And endeavor to connect. the word of life i wish above all things that you prosper and be in hell according to the prosperity of your soul it's so important and before i close let me just give us a bit of warning the message is simple today (laughs) let me ask you this question how many of us you have children they're doing well in other areas of their lives but they are not well physically mentally health wise but every other area they are they are they are how I many of us will love like it? like it. Uh, some of us probably can relate with this you would want your child to be very very brilliant straight A's all the time but during exam exam time they're always sick have you seen people like that before <laughs> during exam time always sick But if not that he was sick, he would have been the best child. If not that. How many parents would prefer that? Why do you think God wants us to be sick spiritually and mentally and he is excited that there is money in your pocket? How? Get what I'm talking about? Why do we think God? We begin to celebrate and rejoice. Oh, oh, oh! Wellington, I just bought another car. Oh, Wellington, I just bought another house. Don't worry, I will buy. Don't worry, I'm not saying I won't buy. But you know, you think God to start running around because of all of that? Whilst I am spiritually sick, why I'm weak in my mind, I'm weak in my spirit, can't connect to God. Disjointed and disconnected from the spirit of Christ, and you expect God to be excited. No, 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 no. He's a good father, gooder than you and me. He's not gonna get excited. Us being having being full in one area of our lives, and then being sick and tired in our spirit and in our mind. I put it to you, therefore, that God being a good father wants you to prosper first and most importantly in your soul in your spirit more than physical one that that is secondary and that's why the bible says seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you they are secondary they're not primal they're not fundamental these are not the real things that would should make you shake or run around you should worry when you can pray you should worry when you can read your bible but you see people don't worry when they can pray they're not bothered with when they can read the bible they're fine if they can come to church for three weeks but listen to this let them not have sufficient money to pay their Bills, all their brain will scatter. It shows that your priorities are wrong. Would you cry and weep and say, God, that I may know you and the power of your resurrection and even the fellowship of the suffering? Would I say that I may lay hold of that for which Christ laid hold of me? Some guys didn't get it in the Bible. Some got it. I've already, from the scriptures i quoted, you can see sample, some people got it. Finally, Paul got it. He said, all things they were gained to me, I count them but people for the excellence of knowing God. Finally, Paul got it. That if you are prospering without your soul, prosperity is a waste of life. Paul got it. Paul got it. The 12 disciples got it when everybody came to jesus and jesus preached something that was very tough and they walked away jesus said do you also want to go the guy said we're not going not because you give us money he said because with you is the word of life they didn't stay for feeding of five thousand you don't stay for miracles the devil is a liar miracles don't keep people in church relationship with god Jesus said all of these guys they followed because they ate fish and ate bread. But where were they at the last time? Nowhere to be found. But the ones that said, they said because with you is the word of life. Lift up your hand and say, Lord, that your word will mean more to me than silver and gold. That's your word but you will have silver, amen. You will have gold, but you will have silver and gold on the platter of gold. Easy, look at 70 Easy, you will have it. I wish above all things that I'll prosper. He's not saying, Suffer, he's not saying, Don't be in there. No, he didn't say that, he's just saying, According to the prosperity of your soul. Pay attention to that some people got it right then got it wrong because what tends to happen with many of us not you somebody else is that we normally understand this when we don't have money you see a poor person will understand this scripture because you don't have anything to lose anyway don't have no money you don't have food to (laughs) eat. he's my jesus i'm following (laughs) Why, who else will you follow? (laughs) You don't have no car, you don't have no house, you don't have anything. You're poor already. So you will follow Jesus. Amen. But the problem comes in when we begin to make it. That's when people now begin to think maybe it's not as important. And then how do I know that? You didn't used to have excuses for the prosperity of your soul, but now you do you can even defend them you have sufficient intelligence to prove to anybody why you shouldn't read your bible you you have enough enough knowledge of the grace of god to tell somebody i don't have to pray and so you don't pray but remember you were not like that before when you add all your time in your hands and there's nothing to do with it because there's no work no job no money no nothing we saved god some people got it right and change please don't change and if you're already changing please rechange. if you're ready if you're if you're already getting too comfortable that now you can make all of the excuses in the world against the prosperity of your soul please don't do it Uzziah uh, you know i like Uzziah Uzziah is a typical way of not to walk with god in other words, don't walk with God and turn your back on God. Uzziah, 2 Chronicles, you can read 25, 26, everything. Uzziah moved from humility to self-pride. Uzziah was a man who had understanding of the vision, who walked, who walked, who, who walked with a man who had understanding of the visions of God. And as long as he was seeking the face of God, God blessed him. But you see, Uzziah didn't know that the prosperity of his soul was more important. And so when he became full, I read 16. But when Uzziah was strong, his heart was lifted up. Oh, wait a minute. To his destruction. For he transgressed against the Lord his God by entering the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. He had no regard for the things of God. Now he can do whatever he wants to do. He disdained the prophets of God. The people that came to talk to him, he, 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 he shouted them down. This was a man who was listening to one prophet. Now, scarce a prophet won't be able to talk to him. Because he forgot that with God, the prosperity of the soul is primal. It's more important. It's more important. Brothers, sisters, the prosperity of your soul is more important to God. He will be a wicked God if he wants me to be so blessed on earth and lose my soul. But he's a good God. Samson, 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 Judges sixteen. Samson, Samson was a man that the hand of the Lord was upon him, and from his childhood he was a Nazarite. He was given breath to to walk with God, to live for God, to do everything for God, and then the hand of the Lord was ever upon him. He was so powerful physically good health and bodily strength superhuman power but Samson also forgot that the prosperity of the soul is more important you know the rest of the story turned his back on God married a strange woman put his head on the lap of Delilah and Lila pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed in until he opened his mouth and told the enemy the secrets that were not meant for them. You know, sometimes when you're too comfortable, you will say things you're not supposed to say. The same problem of Hezekiah. Now Hezekiah had the extra 15 years, and then strangers came and he opened his mouth and took them everywhere. Very braggadocious. We moved everywhere, showed them the gold and the silver and everything. God no God. Oh uh, come on, listen to this. God didn't bless you to show off. It's a guy showed off. He showed them everything. He said, Come on, see, come on. There's a time to show off. When you show off deliberately, that's the problem. When the works of your hands speak for you, that's separate. I'll explain. Solomon didn't show Queen Sheba anything, Queen Sheba saw it. Can you see the difference? it was just his normal life Ezekiel took them inside to show them everything because when you are comfortable sometimes you can become reckless so he told them everything god said everything you've shown them everything is going away in captivity i didn't ask you to show off something told everything Boom. and in verse 20 she, and she said she said and i know some of us don't like women they say delilah women are evil please don't be deceived something was 10 times more evil than delilah read your scripture very well but delilah was evil and she said the philistines are upon you Samson so he woke from his sleep and said i will go out as before at all the times and shake myself free he didn't know that the lord had departed from him The prosperity of your soul is fundamental. God has no regard for any other thing more than that is children. Walk in truth. We're going to have houses and lands and be prosperous and do well. But God, anytime you're thinking about prosperity and success, think about God. What does he want? What is more important to God? Oh, for to some people it's small. If that's what God wants, how do it? For some people it's ambitious. If God wants me to do it, I'm gonna do it. That's my children walk in truth. Oh, what about Uncle Solomon as we bring it to a close? Solomon, Solomon was a man that if I, if you were like God, Solomon would never make it. Because we will say that Solomon was the wife of a strange woman. Hello? But God is not like you. He's a gracious God. He's full of mercy. And so after Solomon's brother died, they say, who is Solomon's brother? Because David and Bathsheba had a child that died before Solomon was born. Do you understand? And he was a son. So after Solomon's brother died and they gave birth to Solomon, God said, I loved him. And God just decided to love this guy. He God loved him. God loved him. And God told David, you're not building me a temple, your hands are too full of blood. All the battle of Solomon's life, I will fight. it's been fought. You know, Solomon didn't have to fight. Comfort might be so dangerous. And that's why God told the children of Israel, I'll make sure I delay them in the wilderness so they can learn war. Solomon decided after you know let me tell you the heart of solomon solomon understood at the beginning that the prosperity of the soul was more important in fact when he offered sacrifice to god and god said what do you want solomon said i don't want any riches i don't want any silver i don't want gold i don't want diamond solomon said to god i want wisdom i want discernment to do what to fulfill purpose he said that i may lead your people solomon understood the real success and prosperity is, is, is that. And now, based on that, see now, I wish above all things that I may prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. So when Solomon said to God, I want the prosperity of my soul. I need wisdom, intelligence to fulfill purpose and to lead your people. God said, now even, oh my God, as your soul prospers, I will give you all the things you didn't ask for. And God bless Solomon bless solomon with every manner of blessings but then uncle solomon became comfortable uncle solomon became comfortable and um, the bible said Solomon went after strange gods and god spoke to me he said this is exactly the kind of people i told you not to marry and he had them in total for about a thousand And the Bible says that the strange women drew the heart of Solomon away from the Lord is God towards their own God. When we become comfortable, the temptation to turn against God is always there. Because now you have more things to do with your time. You had nothing to do. Nobody worries about you serving God. But now you're busy you're busy you have business meetings praise God for your life you have to attend to that and attend to that you're busy now you don't have time for God let's close our eyes anything that you do that reduces your commitment to God can't be God it's not possible listen carefully to this I wish i wish it you want it we prayed god wants it my brother my sister that you prosper in all things